RadioMD. RadioMD.com. You've got questions. Melanie's got answers. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. It's tough to face a breast cancer diagnosis. You hear those words, and it's every woman's biggest fear. But it's important to navigate the treatment as soon as possible and to know what those words that your doctor is saying, seemingly in a cloud because you're kind of foggy about the whole thing, but understand what those words mean. My guest today is Dr. Karen Tedesco. She's a medical oncologist at New York Oncology Hematology. And also with us today is Allison Boyanofsky. She was is a breast cancer survivor who learned at a younger age. So we're going to talk talk about to both of them about what this means. So Dr. Tedesco, I'm starting with you. Tell us about some of the terms. Pe- people hear all these different terms and they don't know what ductal carcinoma means in situ. They don't know what any of these terms mean. So give us a little a little physiology lesson. Right. So when people first come to see me, a medical oncologist, that's one of the first things that we try to go over is deciphering the pathology report, either from a biopsy or from definitive surgery, if the patients have already had their definitive surgery by the time they see us. So we focus on a variety of things there, the size of the tumor and the lymph node status. Then as you were alluding to, the the type of tumor, the most common type of breast cancer is infiltrating ductal carcinoma or invasive ductal carcinoma. Those terms infiltrating or invasive mean that the breast cells have spread beyond the duct, the breast cancer cells have spread beyond the duct into other tissues, as opposed to in situ, which means that the breast cancer cells are just confined to the ducts and haven't broken through and gone to other breast tissue yet. So in situ would mean also um, precancerous would have the same terminology or stage zero and would tend to mean that the breast cancer is early enough stage at that point that it wouldn't have um, a high degree of chance of spreading other places. It would be confined to the breast. Um, Other terminology that we go over at the initial visit are the receptor status is very important. So the estrogen and progesterone receptors, which can be expressed on breast cancer cells and can give an indication of what type of therapy patients might be likely to respond to and HER2 protein, that's another type of receptor that can be expressed on breast cancer cell surface and can give us an indication of what type of therapies um, might be most useful for that patient. Sometimes those receptors can also give us a hint of what the biologic behavior or aggressiveness of the tumor might be like. Um, Some other terms that come up a lot that patients ask me about and are contained in a pathology report is the grade of the tumor. So sometimes that's put in terms like grade one, two, three, or sometimes it's well, moderate, um, or poorly differentiated. So those higher grades tend to mean the breast cancer cells look less like regular breast cells and more atypical, whereas like a grade one or a well differentiated look more similar to regular breast cells. So those are some of the things that come up a lot when I first see patients. Sometimes there are other um, particular terms that come up depending on the hospital where patients have their surgery done. Each pathologist or each site may have their own little nuances of how they word things. 
Okay, so Allison, tell us a little bit about your story because you're young and you were a new mother and then you discovered a lump on your right breast. Every woman is so scared of what you had happened to you. So tell us a little bit about that. That was just such a such a horrible feeling. But, you know, in truth, when um, it was just, you know, a, a kind of a fluke thing, I, I can't really say that I was... Uh, Doing, practicing what I preach to, you know, women to do self-breast exams. And uh, I just happened to find something. And in truth, I really thought it was nothing. It was, you know, I, over the past year, I had gone through so many changes between be, having normal breasts and pregnant breasts and breastfeeding breasts. And then, you know, my daughter was about 11 months when this all happened. And, uh, you know, I, I really felt, you know, kind of calm about it and just didn't think it was going to be a big deal. Did, you know, did my due diligence, went to my GYN and, and discussed with her, you know, my concern about it, and she immediately did not like, you know, the way it felt and where it was. Um, it was upper outer quadrant, so she immediately sent me for the workup and everything. After that, you know, really uh, became a little scary, and uh, it was it was an interesting place for me to be, um, you know, being a, a medical professional as well as being a patient. You know, this was, you know, new territory for me. I, I don't work in oncology and. Uh, you know, as much as I felt that I maybe knew the basics of, of breast cancer, this was a whole new world for me. So, you know, thank God I had a, a good oncologist by my side to, you know, really teach me and walk me through all of the um, the specifics that Dr. Dr. Tedesco just mentioned with the, uh, you know, how, how everything is categorized and, and how it's worked up. Well, it is weird for those of us in the health industry, and I'm an exercise physiologist, and when anything happens for my own health, it's like we we may be healthcare prof- you know, practitioners of a, of a type, but it, we get blinded when it's us, and the doctor can't heal thyself, right? So you can't kind of always rationalize all of these things happening. So Dr. Tedesco, talk about some of the treatments, um, chemotherapy, people hear about surgery and, you know, mastectomy versus lumpectomy. And, you know, there's just, there's so much going on. We could be talking for two hours about this easily, but give us a quick little synopsis. So most times for breast cancers that are confined to the breast or underarm area, Women have the option of having a lumpectomy, part of the breast tissue removed and a sampling of the lymph nodes in the underarm or axillary area, or mastectomy. If they choose a lumpectomy that is typically coupled with radiation therapy for several weeks to achieve good control of that breast area, there can be times if the tumor is more advanced in the breast or has a lot of lymph nodes involved that radiation may be recommended even if women have had a mastectomy. So that's the surgery options. Then as far as uh, systemic therapy, either chemotherapy or hormonal therapy, that's what people are seeing me for, the medical oncologist. And it is a a very complex um, series of, of things that go into making that decision. Um, you know, all those features about the tumor we look at that, that I just mentioned before, the size and lymph node status and what receptors are expressed and that sort of thing, as well as features about the lady herself, so her overall health, her age, her personal preferences may play a large role in terms of whether chemotherapy or hormonal therapy is recommended or if both are indicated for her situation. 
Okay, so that was very good explanation. So now, Allison, back to you for just a minute here. Tell us a little bit because we all, I mean, the time goes so, so quickly. So this is the last 30 seconds I'm giving to you. Tell women what you want them to know about getting diagnosed with breast cancer and, and going about it methodically and, and not only letting your emotions rule the decisions that you make. Absolutely. You know, uh, looking backwards on this, you know, I think that I, I had a really very strong support system, and I can't express that enough that, you know, people, some, you know, people don't, may not have, uh, you know, a very tight new group of friends or family near them, so they have to somehow create a support system, whether it's through a support group, through their, you know, doctor's office or a community setting. You know, you cannot go through this alone, no matter how brave you think you are. There just are times where you just have to have people by your side to, you know, walk you through it, bring you to your appointments, whatever have you. So, you know, you, you just you can't be alone. And, you know, I think there's also definitely room for that time, you know, where you have to let your emotions kind of do what they have to do so you can focus. You know, sure, you can't really you help can that. I mean, and it's such great information, ladies. I, I thank you so much for being with us. And if you missed any of this great information, listen anytime on demand or on the go at RadioMD.com. That's what we do here. We have experts, really credible experts, and we have patient stories. We cover it all. Share these shows with your friends and stay well.